welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome, everybody. This is Elijah Laney, co-founder of Your Marketing University and the creator of the Driving Your Marketing podcast. We are here with another amazing, fun show. And, of course, the whole reason why we do this show is to bring in cool, interesting, fun, and super knowledgeable people that are in the marketing world. And sometimes they're, they're people that are in actually marketers. Sometimes they're specialists in certain areas of, of marketing, like copywriting, like today's guest is. And sometimes they're just cool people that have done cool, fun stuff with their business and been very successful with it. The whole goal is to show you things that you can do to market yourself more effectively, more um, more cost effectively because a lot of times people tend to think that marketing has to be scary, it has to be expensive. Um, again, you know, you guys have heard me say this before. So I've had people actually tell me they think it's black magic and voodoo before. And we want to dispel that myth and show you that you can get out there and you can do this stuff yourself. And today I've got Lisa Rothstein. She is a native New Yorker from with an award-winning Madison Avenue copywriter and creative director. She has worked with some of the award-winning campaigns for major brands like I IBM, Haynes, across the U.S. and the world, she's got some really cool stuff going on. And now what she's doing is she's working with entrepreneurs and companies as a creative consultant. And she's a speaker. She's a book contributor. She's also the co-author of the blog and upcoming book, The Da Vinci Dilemma, How multi, Multi-Talented People Can Get Focused, Get More Done, and Get More Joy Out of Life. And she's going to talk to us about copywriting today. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Eli. Thanks for the introduction. And, it, you know, copywriting is one of those things that gets overlooked so, so much in today's world, especially with small business entrepreneurs. They tend to think that they can, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and you know, wing it myself. And, and you, can become a, you can become a fairly decent copywriter, but I know that it's a skill that gets overlooked so much. And mm-hmm. when you got started, how did you get started in the whole ad world business? Well, it's funny. I mean, I, I just, I, I think I was destined to do this. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I would watch the commercials and, and sort of leave during the shows. I mean, I found the commercials more entertaining and interesting um, than, than the actual content on TV. Um, and so when I grew up and I realized that there was, um, that there was, that there was a way to get paid for, for creating this stuff, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe anybody would pay me to do this. I, was, I would make this stuff up on my own just for fun. So, um, so when I got uh, when I was getting out of college, uh, Young and Rubicam, a big uh, a big advertising agency in New York, came recruiting on on campus at Brown, where I was in school, and you know I, I I stood in the snow for hours just to be able to get an interview slot, and I got that job out of thousands of people. I was really thrilled, and I stayed with them for a really long time. And it's just it's a natural it's a natural thing um, for me to do. It's not it doesn't come naturally to everybody, but I'm hoping on this call. Um, I'll be able to show you guys some things that um, that will make you realize that you know more you know more than you think you do already about creating good copy for your business just by just by having been exposed to so much uh, marketing uh, material in your life. Um, it, you've, you've probably internalized a lot of the stuff I'm going to teach you today without realizing it, and I'm just going to kind of shine a light on that stuff so that you'll be able to say, oh yeah, I I I I know how to do that, um, and. Uh, so that's that, that. I really hope that that will be you know the result of of today's talk. 
Very cool. And, you know, I love the, you know, for me, of course, I'm a, I'm a marketing geek, so I, I totally dig into watching commercials. And, and I have to say that I, I'm really bad about paying more attention to the commercials than the TV shows, as long as they're good commercials, which unfortunately in today's world, so many of them are awful. But I, you know, I'm studying this stuff all the time. And the, you brought up a really good point. That's a very, very good thing is to, to watch what's going on around you, because that's the stuff that's actually working. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's different. Uh, there are some things that are different. A lot. Uh, they're quite, quite, a, quite, quite different between the sort of madmen world of copywriting that I grew up in, um, and the the more direct marketing, internet marketing world that I'm in now, and that most of your uh, most of the people listening to this are in now. Um, and that, but there are some things that are the same. That there's there are there's technique differences, but there are, but but the underlying principles of what we're going to be talking about, a lot of them, um, they're 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 very very closely related in terms of, uh, in terms of relating to your to your customers' um, feelings and and needs and desires and things like that, um, and taking them through a kind of a uh, telling them kind of a story that 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 your product or service is the is the hero of or the answer to the solution to um, is 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 common among all kinds of, of marketing content. So um, so I, again, I want to help people see those patterns um, and see how they can apply that to their business today. Right. Well, and let's let's talk about for just a second here. You you mentioned one of the things about the differences between like you know Madison Avenue type copy and how they do their advertising versus small business, solopreneurs, internet marketing, stuff like that, because there is some differences in it. And I know that a lot of people look at that, especially if they're a solopreneur and they go, oh, well, that's, you know, I I need to do something like that, but I just can't afford it. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't realize that that kind of stuff is brand awareness type marketing as opposed to direct response marketing, which is what, you know, we know as the right way to do it. Right. I mean, I think that I think there still can be some brand awareness in your direct marketing. So I I, I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive. Um, and so, but I do. I mean, there are they have different purposes, and that's why people can't afford it. It's not only that they can't afford the big media; it's also that they can't really afford to be just throwing out messages that don't have a call to action where people actually do something at the end. Where you know, when you're looking at a television commercial, you're not actually going to be able to. Well, maybe soon you will if you want Apple TV and stuff like that comes out. When you're watching a commercial for, you know, laundry detergent or something like that on television, there's no way to just buy the laundry detergent right then as you're seeing the as you're seeing the commercial. Whereas most of the people that we're going to we're talking to here, when they when they when people experience your 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 marketing, you want them to be able to actually take action if they if they're interested in your product or service, you want them to be able to buy right now. Um, so and you want to be um, asking them to buy right now, and that's the that's the the objective of of the communication, whereas when you're sitting and watching TV um, or reading or seeing something in a magazine or even hearing it on the radio, which is a little more direct response, um, most of the time it's basically just so you remember that brand when you're the next time you're thinking of, you know, pest control or the next time mm-hmm. your sink is clogged, you're, you're going to call these particular plumbers. And it, it can, that can be effective. You know, that can be very effective and it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive as long as you do it smart. You know, you don't have to have a Coca-Cola budget. Um, to also have 
to also have a brand. I mean, so because I, I think a lot of a lot of the time, um, you know, it's kind of an Isaac and Ishmael situation here. It all comes from the same father, and then and then the two the two warring factions are always shooting darts at each other. I mean, the direct marketing people call you know where I come from the big dumb advertising. Dan Kennedy calls it big dumb advertising. What I used mm-hmm. to do, and uh, and on on us on the, in the you know in the Madison Avenue world, look at direct marketing as cheesy and salesy and 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 crude and. And uh, you know, and, and and not and has having no big ideas, and I don't really see. I think each side needs a little bit more of the other. I think brand marketing needs a bit more, um, a bit more accountability and calls to action. And I think, in general, a lot of direct marketing could could, could benefit from some, some from some more conceptual ideas, and and larger thinking to help differentiate you from every every other uh, service provider or product out there that's doing pretty much the same thing. You know, so. Right. So I so there's there are there are things that the, both sides can learn from each other. Um, right. And I, and no. I, you know, where I live is where it's kind of in the on, in the kind of the the DMZ of those two places. Um, you know, uh, kind of. I just I might just made that up, huh? I'm like a sort of in the middle where I where I see I have a way of being able to see have one foot in each arena and be able to see well what can I use from this side to help uh, inform and and improve what I'm doing on the other side. Um, whether I'm, I still work sometimes in. In the uh, you know in the advertising when I get a gig out of an agency and then while I'm there I'm always saying hey you know out in the real world what they do what they would do here is actually put a, a website or a phone number so people could actually buy the product how about how about that for a new splash on your, on your commercial you know and they're like oh right. no we could never do that and I'm like well why not what's wrong with you if people are watching TV they've got their laptop open let them buy the goddamn product you know yeah that Jeez. is so awesome yeah and they it, think it's... they think I'm being like uh, oh you know this huckster person it's like no um this is this is you know your your client what might actually enjoy if somebody actually did something with our ad you know and actually actually bought something but you know what a, what a concept we're we're selling things not just telling and, 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 you know, and creating the image, you know. I mean, we could, could do that and sell something. What about that? Why wouldn't that be great, you know? Um, and the same thing with my, with my direct mail clients, with direct marketing clients. You know, I, I look at them and I think, you know, we don't necessarily I, – I, I don't want to look at this page and not know it's yours, you know. I want your personality and your specific uh, sort of stamp and the way this is written and the way we communicate – be, be something that, that people identify as yours, why not? Why not add that extra uh, um, sort of like sort of extra secret sauce to what we're doing? It doesn't have to change anything. It doesn't have to, to distract. It just, it, it, but it does make it more, make you the, the only choice. It helps eliminate the competition. Um, it helps, uh, helps people remember you even if they, don't, if they decide not to pay attraction right now and they see your stuff again. They're like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. And so it, it, it sort of stacks um, your your influence on it on itself. You, we all know that people need to see something five or six or seven or ten times. I don't know what the latest research is before they actually take action. How many touches they need to have, and if they don't remember that what they're seeing now is the same thing they saw before and it's coming from the same person, then you're not getting that benefit of those repeated touches. It's like every time is the first time, right? Right. So so the more you can kind of tag. Your marketing with your with your own sort of uh, flavor or branding, and some of that can be visual, but some of it is is more is conceptual too, and and, and involves some words too. The more you get that added benefit of the familiarity and that that kind of uh, um, sort of accumulated uh, um, awareness that eventually makes people take action. 
Yeah. Well, and the great thing about that is that you you hit the nail on the head, and it's so funny because I have been I've been preaching this for so many years that because originally I came from the design world, so I started off as a web designer, and when I came from that side, everything was out about making it look pretty, and the the logo had to be big and gaudy, and you know everything had to move and have music and all that kind of stuff, and then we realized okay, this was insane. This is not what's working because there's no real call to action in this. And then I learned direct response marketing. I got, I started becoming, you mentioned Dad Kennedy. I was a big follower of his stuff. And I started seeing the exact opposite where it's, the copy is amazing and it get, it compels people and engages them to actually take action, which is what you want. But it was ugly as sin. And yeah, I was like, okay, so can't we find, can't we find a middle ground and all be happy here? <laughs> you know? Right, right. I mean, I, here's the thing. I mean, I like when, when I'm, when I work with clients with, whether it's on their copy or just on, you know, on their, on their, on their overall marketing strategy, I like it when they're proud to be able to, you know, a lot of my clients are kind of, um, especially women, um, and I think it's because it's just the way we're trained not to kind of brag about ourselves. They're very uncomfortable with marketing their own stuff. And, uh, and it, does, it really doesn't help when, when, when somebody proposes that they have this big, screaming, Dan Kennedy, red headline, impact font, sales page with, you know, just, just looks like something, like, like snake oil. You know, I'm sorry, but it mm-hmm. does. And so a lot of women really don't like that. They are very uncomfortable with that, with that look and feel. Right. A lot of them are marketing to women who are also, I don't know, I mean, they, obviously this stuff works or people wouldn't do it, but I, I, I agree with you that there's a way to create marketing that still works, that has the, that follows the, 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 the principles that make people buy and still has a, uh, has a, um, a signature look and feel that's all yours and also isn't as, uh, you know, that you, can be, that you can be comfortable with and proud of, of, of showing to people and saying that this, this is my stuff. You know, I think that's very important, especially when you're a solopreneur, that you be very, you not have any um, trepidation about about letting people see what you're selling, um, right. and if and if the style of your marketing is something that 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 prevents you from 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 being as enthusiastic as you might be, um, then that's a, then that's a problem. You know, uh, so instead of trying to get people used to being that way, used to being uh, to, to to marketing in a way that doesn't feel natural and um, and and uh, sort of aligned with who they are. It's, I think it's I think it's it's useful to try to um, you know adapt those things to to being both more branded and more um, elegant. Let's say mm-hmm. uh, that's just that's just my feeling. I mean, there's a time and place for that stuff. You know, just exactly as you see it, and that's why you see so much of it. But I think that a lot of folks, especially um, you spend so much time on the internet these days, you get so bombarded with all this stuff, it all begins to look the same. So I think there is uh, a place for um, definitely for um, you know for more branded content um, that that still that still works you know it's not it's not either or I really I really believe we can have both right very cool I love it now let's talk about copies we we talked about kind of an overview of everything related to your marketing in general which includes your copy but let's let's take a second to actually define copy because I know honestly there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand what a copywriter really does or what the cop you know what your copy is they don't understand that so let's talk about that for a second okay I mean now I mean copy copy is um, it's funny first of all sometimes when I used to tell people I was a copywriter in networking meetings um, I would have a long conversation and then people would start to ask me well um, you know how do I protect my uh, my intellectual property it's like no that's not copyright like copy 
you know, copyright, C-O-P-Y-R-I-G-H-T, it's mm-hmm. copyright, W-R-I-T-E, like writing. And so, so I, know we, I know the people on this call know the difference, but you'd be surprised. Um, so, so copywriting, as we're talking about it, is really just the um, the words and ideas that uh, that that you use in order to communicate your your unique selling proposition in the in the most in the most general terms. So, in my in my opinion, blogging is not copywriting. Um, articles is not copywriting, um, although they are writing. Copywriting to me is is specifically um, sales. Messaging. Now they can overlap. I mean, you could be writing articles for the for the for the purpose of article marketing, and then towards the end of your article, when at that little box where it says, you know, to find out more about about uh, Joe Blow and his wonderful, you know, 21 steps to to achieve Nirvana, go here. That's that's kind of that that sort of goes into copywriting. But you know, to me, to me, copywriting is really about about the you know what you do in terms of of marketing your your products or services. So ads, sales pages. Emails, um, yeah, e- uh, opt-in pages or landing pages, um, any kind of advertising on the radio, the, the kind of stuff I used to do, TV, radio, and and print, um, and and that sort of, and even Facebook ads. You know, those you only get a few words, but that's those those, those less the fewer words you get, the more important those words are. It's like right. it's, it's it's exponentially uh, important. So um, so that so this is where a lot of entrepreneurs get tripped up because so much is done by content these days in terms of blogging and everything else. And writing is is takes a, takes time. It is a t- I mean even if you're a good and fast writer, it is a time consuming process. So a lot of but a lot of folks are told, oh, you've got to write articles, you've got to have a blog, and you've got to do this and that and the other thing. And you, and all those things are fine. Um, but if you don't have good copy in specific places in your business. Such as a landing or, or a squeeze page, as they call it, opt-in mm-hmm. page. Um, such as a sales page for your product. Such as the email autoresponders that you that you that you put in between the opt-in and your first sale. If those things aren't written right and aren't aren't uh, written in a copywriting with, a, with your copywriter hat on, um, you're not going to have. Or if you don't have them at all. If you don't have those things in place at all, and you're blogging and doing all the social media, and you're wondering why am I not making any money, and you don't have those things at all, which I see all the time, and people they have a website and they're wondering, I have a website and I go on social media all the time, and I just don't understand. I'm working so hard, I'm not making any money. It's because you don't have these, you know, the the infrastructure in place and the, the certain pieces of copy in place to do the selling for you when you're not face to face with somebody. That's really what it's for uh, in in terms of you know today's. Um, Sort of entrepreneurial world, you know, when you're in a networking event, you can you can you can tell everybody all about your business and ask them for, you know, invite them to a free consultation or invite them to 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 ask for an estimate or, or invite them to buy your product right there on the spot. When you're not in front of somebody, what how do you sell anything? And that's what your copy is for. Um, right. And a lot of people just don't have that in place, or what they have in place isn't effective. So, so that's what I that's what I wanted to talk about today. So what so it doesn't mean that your blog doesn't matter, or what you put on social media, um, it doesn't matter. And that that's a gray area too, because on your on your on your business page, there's lots of things that you can do that really do turn out to be kind of like copywriting. You can put an opt-in tab on your you know your landing tab on your on your Facebook page that's just as effective, maybe in these days more effective than a landing page someplace else. But um, I'm talking about just like spending time on social media and just 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 connecting. That's that's great. That's like networking. 
that's not copywriting. You right. know? So um, so it's it's a little bit things they, things do overlap. But, you know, so it's just anytime you sit down to, to say, I need to market my business and I need to create something, create some content that's going to market my business, that's where you start to talk about doing copy. Right. Well, and, you know, one of the things you said in there that's really, I think is really important for, for people to think about, you mentioned when you're talking about copy, you mentioned like radio and TV and stuff like that as well. And a lot of times I think people don't realize that you need to, you need to actually script out your YouTube videos. You need oh, to, yeah. you know, yeah. script that stuff out. That's copy. You need to do, mm-hmm. actually plan that out for that purpose because when you think about it, even even your 30-second commercial that you do, if you do local networking like at Chambers and BNIs and stuff like that, you that's something if you script it out ahead of time, that's good copy. That really is. And, you know, it's so funny because all I do a lot of networking, both face-to-face and, and online, and it amazes me because people will come back and they're like, I can't believe you. I mean, you just said the right thing at the right time. I'm like, well, that wasn't by chance. Mm-hmm. This was right. – I, I'm very strategic in what I say and how I say it, and there's a reason for that because I'm scripting it out. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm going to say based on certain criteria, and that is going to get a better response out of people. I'm a marketer at my heart, so so that well, you know I what what you way. what you just said is really amazing. I just I just I got an aha. I talk about this stuff all the time, and I just got a, a you know a flash of something that I never really. I never thought of consciously before because I think that those of us who are who love marketing and just it's in our blood. Sometimes you don't know what you know, you don't know what to say, you don't know how to teach something or explain something because to you it comes so naturally. You think it's you think it's just common knowledge, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. What you just said about delivering an elevator pitch in a networking event, um, it's really you could actually what what I the little kind of five step process that I like to use for for writing for doing copy that I learned when I first started in the business is actually applicable even to that elevator speech. And a lot of people get um, all caught up in their underwear about what they're going to say in, in those in those 30-second you know, uh, uh, commercials that they get at these things, and they, they agonize, and they, well, should I call myself this, and sure, sure, what should I say I do, and, 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 and uh, what should I do? And, and, and they get all uh, self-conscious and everything, but Frank, but actually... Just like in um, in uh, copywriting, uh, the main main point, and it's so counterintuitive, but it's, but the main main point is that w- is that when you're selling your products or service, it is not about you. It's mm-hmm. not about you or who you are, what degrees you have, or, or where you studied, or you know anything like that. It's not about you. It's about I mean it is I mean it is a little bit, but number one, you know, it's like the number one star of that of, of your communication is your prospect. And right. what they want, what they need, and I know we all say this, and everyone's heard it a thousand times. But even in your elevator speech, it's it's not. No one's really interested in your title. You know, you're sitting there wondering what to put on your business card, and all they're interested in is is do I need, um, you know, do I need what this person has to offer? Do I know someone else who needs what this person has to offer? Right. So you know, the last thing they care about is what is is what you call yourself. You know. Um, and so, and so that's actually good news for the folks out there who are uh, com- who are who are wringing their hands, wondering how to explain what they do. It's like it's easy to explain what you do. Look how you help people, and talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and yeah, and then and then refine how you talk about that so that it's more interesting, more compelling, more memorable, more exciting. Uh, you know, and gets the response that you want, which is yes, I want to talk to you. Yes, I want a free consultation. Yes, I want your free um, your your free download if I'm on, if I'm on an opt-in page. You know, um, right. and uh, in every one of those cases, it's really the same objective. 
Um, it's just in a different, a different media, a different form. Right. Your the goal is to get them to take action. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. the that's the big thing. Now, you know, as we're going through all of this stuff, what is the what would you say is the biggest mistake a lot of business owners make with their marketing and their copy? Well, it's exactly what I was just saying. They get it's, it's what we used to call in in uh, in, in the agency we we advertising. They talk all about themselves. They here's our you know you go to people's websites and it's all about us. Our mission statement. Um, you know, my this and it's like it's like this is how I work. This is how my coaching works. This is this is uh, how our our uh, our widgets are made and all the, the you know the features and, and and you know how we how we create this this thing. I mean, it's just it's they spend a lot more time on that and it's almost none of here's here's the problem that you've got. Here's how much. Here's how deeply we understand your problem. So obviously we know the answer. Um, and here's why our uh, we have we have a solution. We want to fix your problem. Here's why this product fixes it. And then they start to talk about the product. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't care about your as as a as a as a, sh- a person shopping for a product or a service. I don't care about anything about you or about your product or service until I am convinced that that you know that you understand and can solve my problem. Um, right. And then once once I once I hear that you get me, that you really get where I'm coming from. Um, and and then then I'm ready to believe that 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 you, that you understand how to fix my problem. In fact, it's 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 a real it's a really um, and you know this it's it's a, it's the fastest way to get people to believe that you that you have the solution is to talk, is to articulate their problem or their desire so clearly and so um, and so much better even than they could do it themselves. They go yes, you get me, you understand me, you know what I'm going through, you know why I I, I need help. Now you could basically say, well, we have a lollipop that's going to solve that problem, and you'll, they'll want, they want, they want to believe that lollipop will solve it. You know, right. you don't even have to say it's, it, you know, no, it's got this many features. It's got you get these many CDs and, and 18 million hours of content, or you get, um, you know, uh, this many uh, sessions or this many, you know, uh, uh, you know, treatments or whatever it is. You know, I mean, it's 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 if you can, if it's the top, you can um, articulate to me. Uh, your your understanding of and, and, and of the details of my situation, um, I automatically jump to the conclusion that you've got it figured out and that you're that you that you that I that you're the one I want to work with to solve my problem. And also, I think a lot of the time, um, especially to the coaches out there, just feeling understood is 99% of of well maybe maybe I'm overstating it, but feeling understood is a lot. Big, a big, a big deal to a lot of people, and that it makes them makes them feel, you know, kind of better right away, um, and and that's a huge benefit to to them um, that that I think a lot of people overlook, um, and so that's that's the biggest mistake most marketers make. They skip over, or they or they or they put in the wrong order. Um, the, you know, they skip over the prospect and the prospect's needs, desires, and whatever, and they and they 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 think that they have to show off and convince you about what's so what's so awesome about them, and right. it's it's either a turn off at, at best at, at worst, or it's at best it's just like a so what, you know, I still don't know why I should care um, yep. about about what you're saying. So. Oh yeah, and and it's so funny because I've had so many people that that that's their their big thing. And I remember years ago, um, there's a guy that um, Cindy, my partner, had worked with. That was a um, he worked at the same place as she did years ago, and and he would come in with his 
well, I'm certified, blah, 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 blah. And he'd go go on about all his certifications that he got because mm-hmm. he, he had in computer stuff. You know, he was a computer tech, essentially. Right. And and it got to the point where literally the, the catchphrase was, yeah, yeah, we know you're certified, blah, 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 blah. And because nobody really does care what your certifications are. They could, they don't care how many years you've been in business. They care. Do you have a solution that's going to fix the problem that they have? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is what matters. And if I mean, you, you can put those things on. You don't need to hide them. But right. they belong. They belong in the at the bottom of the about page or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like the way you. It, it's a sort of like um, if you're the author of a book, and all you did during the whole book was talk about you and, and your stuff. It's, it doesn't belong there. It belongs on the inside back flap. That stuff. People right. look for it, but it's 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 there for support. It's not there. It's not the message. It's yeah. it's 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 why you. It's the here's why. Like we we go into the, my five things. It's it's sort of, it's part of the here's why you can believe me, um um uh, area of your message, which is really like the fourth step, of the like the, the kind of like like the third or fourth step down, um from from the from the most important um, central message that you're doing. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like it's supporting. Supporting content, not primary content. Uh, right. Think of think of it as a as a supporting actor in a play. Somebody who's important to be there, but not the star. Well, yeah. And the other analogy I like to use is, is like a doctor. I mean, if you're in pain, or or if you're even if you're a uh, or if you're not in pain, you just say you're going to the cosmetic surgeon because you're. I guess you're in pain if your nose is too big. I don't know. But you know, at <laughs> first you just want to see the before and after pictures, and you want to believe that. You know, or you want to believe that this that this doctor can uh, can can solve your pain or your problem, and and then of course before you go into surgery, you're going to check them out and find out where they went to school and who else has used them and and all that stuff just to make yourself feel better. But right. that 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 conversation with yourself doesn't happen. You never get to that point until you've decided that you really like this guy and you want him to to you know to take your uh, take your kidney stones out or, or fix your nose. You right. know and um, you know, but but that and that's at that point you may go and just to make sure that you know the guy's the guy's legit. You go and see about his background. But he, but if he goes and sells his background first, it's like, well, I haven't even decided to work with you yet. Why should I care when you went to school? Right. You know. So um, so that's that's. I mean, I know we beat this to to a pulp, but it's just amazing how <laughs> how many people. Um, and it, and it and it spans all industries. I mean, when I was in the ad business, I worked on IBM was one of my biggest clients, and they wanted to talk all about the the gigaflops and the megaflops and the teraflops in their computer. And it's like, what? The, first of all, I don't understand what that is. Second of all, what you know, what does it do? And I would have to talk to the client for hours before finally one of them would say, well. You know this this kind of calculations that we were we were working with IT professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of the, they were the they were the target market for these for these humongous computers back in the like eighties and nineties. And right. Finally, I would get some guy to say, well, you know, this calculation that used to take like three days, you can now get done in twenty minutes. I'm like, ding. Yeah. You know, finally, you know, after 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 an hour's conversation, it's like that's I said, you know, I kept trying to explain to them. Even IT geeks are human beings who, when you when you when you tell them um, that this thing, you know, that thing that used to take you three days to do, it takes twenty minutes now, are going to go, oh my god! And then you can say, no, Leslie, how how does how is this possible? Well, because we have eighteen gazillion teraflops. Well, that's basically just uh, gives them re- permission to believe, is what we used to call it, permission mm-hmm. to believe. They want like to believe. 
they want to believe. People want to believe you've got the solution, and all the the, 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 the information that you, that you usually throw at them first is really just permission to believe. Um, uh, uh, is it too good to be true? No, because we have these. We have fluoride. We have teraflops. We have borax. We have you know eight CDs and and twenty hours of content. You know, right. uh, so we have fifty people who've already used them. Say it's awesome. You know, yeah. uh, all that stuff is, is, is basically just, oh, God, this sounds so great, but I'm not sure it's going to work. Yes, it will, because we have this. Um, oh, oh, great, great, great. Okay, okay, I, be- I, I believe that. I, I want to believe that, and I see you've got proof. You've got, you've got evidence to support your, your argument, so I'm going to go for it, which I really wanted to do anyway, but I, I, I didn't want to feel like an idiot for just, for just you know, going with my gut. But now I, now I see that I have my rational side is satisfied that you've got what it takes. Right. You know, well, and you speak the heart first. Yeah, and you first. and you did. You just you just brought up a really important thing. I was actually going to mention was that that we we all have to keep in mind that when we're selling anything, it doesn't matter what it is, people buy off of emotion and rationalize off of logic. And That's so right. you've got to you've got to tug at their heart first to get them interested, get them intrigued, show them what could be once they, they get your product and, and you know actually do something with it and then bring in the supporting factors. Right. I mean, even them. in the example that I gave about the computer, uh-huh. I mean, it seems like an intellectual argument. Oh, something that used to take three days now takes 20 minutes. Um, it seems like an intellectual, well, 20 minutes is better than three days. But it wasn't the, the reactions that we got weren't about uh, – um, you know, rational, rational things. It was like, wow, that's amazing. They, they was exciting. Mm-hmm. They're enthusiastic about it. They're thinking of all this, all this stuff they can do with that time. You right. know, and and maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with business. Wow, I can leave, I can leave work early. I'm just making this up because I don't remember yeah. anything that actually happened. But you see what I'm saying. I'm, right. I'm exaggerating to make a point. You know, all the if you really if you know if you ask these guys what would that mean to you? Oh wow, we'd be so much more productive, and we wouldn't have to wait for this, and there would be so much less stress at the office, and we'd get so much more done, and my boss would think I was great, and then I would get promoted, and my my wife would think I was awesome, and you know I don't know, but I mean all the all the the, the reasons why that they they think that's you know they can see right away that that's good, but all those feelings happen in an instant, right? You know, um, but if I told them about teraflops first, they'd be like, so what? And it's the same <laughs> yep. information, you know. But uh, it's the same. It, it, the truth is the same. It's, it's all about the way. It's all about what about the truth that you, that you decide to talk about. It's like what's you know you have a, you have an object sitting there. It is what it is. But depending on how you light it, it looks totally different than you know if you if you shine a light on one aspect of it, it's it's a it's a so what. If you shine a light on another aspect of it, it's a I have to have that. Right. It's the same exact thing. It's just how you. It's just what you're deciding to focus on. Right. Very cool. All right, so we I think we've we've kind of beat that part into everybody. Everybody listening yeah. here, they should know they should understand the importance of the basics and the psychology behind behind writing good copy and how to write it. But I know you mentioned earlier you have a five step process. Is that is that your magic formula for for writing copy? Yeah, it's kind of. It's, I mean, it's, it's adapted from something that I learned like the first week that I. Um, that I started in, in advertising. I was 20 years old, right out of college, and I was scared to death because I was working with, you know, at a big agency, very famous, and a lot of the old mad men were still there. You know, a lot of legendary people were still working there, and I felt very, like, who the hell am I to be here? Mm-hmm. And also, I, you know, was experiencing a lot of, like, sort of writer's block, like, what the heck do I, do I say? And I know that a lot of people that I work with experience that too, especially when writing about their own, their own stuff. 
Um, so, and this, I mean, it, it, there's so many reasons why writing your own copy can be challenging. So if you, if you, if any of you who are listening find that doing your own marketing copy is is something you'd rather walk over broken glass than do, you're not alone because it's really hard because it's hard to see yourself um, and get a good perspective. It's hard to, um, you know, it's it's hard to face the blank page. Um, and it's hard for any writer to face the blank page, no matter what kind of writing you're doing. And, and a lot of people will tell you there are all these really like secret words you're supposed to know, or some kind of ninja tactics or tricks. And are there some formulas and things? Yeah, sure. And there are some you know things that experienced copywriters know that they they kind of little things in their toolkit. But there's a general basic. It used to be when I was in advertising, it was only four steps. But for direct marketing, it's five kind of steps or or uh, magic sort of phrases to think of to help you get started and, and to kind of and it works for everything from your sales page to your elevator speech when you're when you're talking to people at a networking event. So do you want me to go through those steps? Yes, I would love you to. Okay. So again I started I you know it's something that that really it works really well and actually once I explain it to you it's gonna seem a little bit when I first started talking about this to people I was saying, oh everybody knows this already and it turns out they you, you really don't. Um, but you do. You think you don't, but you do. And, you, and you're going to see what I'm talking about in a minute. Because uh, the the five steps are easy to remember because it's sort of like five phrases. And, and you don't have to do them in this order, but often if you do, it will work really well. So I encourage you to try it out in this order first, and then you can kind of move things around. Okay, so the first step um, or the first magic phrase is, oh, dear. So, oh, dear, or oh, insert expletive here. Like, and this is what we've been talking about. Oh, no, I'm the prospect. Oh, no, I have this problem. Oh, no, I, 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 I'm 50 pounds overweight. Oh, no, uh, my, I'm in debt. Oh, no, my house is being foreclosed on. You know, oh, no, my, my wife doesn't, doesn't want me anymore. You know, all these, you know, whatever, whatever the oh, no is or the oh, dear is, that's where you go and dimensionalize, as we said, that problem. So it's here. So if I have this problem, what I like to do with my clients is, you know, imagine you're your prospect lying on the therapist's couch. And you're, you're or, or, or talking to, uh, complaining to your best friend on the phone, and maybe turn on your your uh, your voice recorder and just just vent. Oh God, this really sucks that this is happening in my business because um, it, it means this, it means that, and then it leads to this, and I've got this other problem now, and, and if I don't fix this, then this is going to happen, and just just go on and on and on. You don't have to put all of it in your copy, but it's great um, sort of brainstorming fodder. And you know, and you can find some real golden nuggets there that you can use as a headline. You can use as the, you know the kinds of things that make people understand, like what we've been saying, that you really get what their problem is. Um, and and it even works with uh, it, it can work the other way too. But I, I like to start off with um, with a problem rather than a than than, than a vision of what's that what what could be. Only because um, as, as as one of my mentors likes to say, people will pay more for um, painkillers than they will for vitamins or they will be searching more for painkillers than for vitamins. So, rather, right. so a lot of people will say, I don't want to be negative in my marketing. Um, I don't want to be manipulative or negative. And, and, but the fact is you can always find a problem. And, or, I, or my product doesn't really solve a problem. It just makes people's lives better. Really? Is there, is, then what, there, must be, there must be something that your thing does that other people's stuff doesn't do or you wouldn't have a reason to exist. Could you find that? You know, and talk about that a little bit because that's really what's going to, you know, what what may motivate people most. Um, I have a, a story, a very uh, quickly about uh, when I was back in the ad business. Um, 
we were launching a uh, Colgate Palmolive was launching the very first ever dishwasher detergent that ha- that was a liquid. Now they're all over the place, but at the time there was only powders and boxes to put in your dishwasher to, to wash your dishes. Right. And the problem was that nobody cared. Nobody needed a, a liquid uh, dish dishwasher detergent. Um, they just decided, oh, well, it's cool. We can come up with this new form. The problem was everybody loved their Cascade or whatever it was they were using, and and they, and and. You know, when they came to us, we didn't really have a strategy to come to to write a commercial because it was like, so what? It's a liquid. So what? It's just, it's just what we were talking about before. Oh, we now have a liquid. Well, yeah. Well, what does it do? What's better about it? Well, right. nothing. It's just a liquid. So we were in trouble. We didn't know what to write about, and we were coming trying to come up with all of these, you know, stupid ideas. And finally, we went to a focus group where oh, sorry, I got all these notifications. Um, went to a focus group uh, where there were these women sitting around a table, and the moderator was asking them, you know, about this thing. And they they kept saying, no, 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 we're very happy with our, you know, Cascade, and we don't really want this product. And I, my my partner and I were looking at each other, going, you know, we're we're in trouble here. We don't know that this product has not had any reason to exist. So finally, the moderator, in her in in in, in just exhaustion, um, asked these folks. Um, well, listen, if you had to think of something that you don't love about how you do your dishes now, what would it be? And one of the women who, you know, said, well, it's probably because I have an older dishwasher. She, she loved the product. She loved her current product so much she wouldn't blame the product for the problem even then. But she's like, I, it, must, it must be because I have an older dishwasher, but every once in a while I'll open up the dishwasher and there'll be that powder that's stuck in the little cup. It didn't, it didn't you know, get, it didn't dissolve. And now uh, my dishes aren't clean, and there's these little bits of powder and stuff all over my dishes, and I have to do that, do it again. And all the other women say, "Yeah, yeah, I hate when that happens. Oh, that's horrible when that happens." But five seconds ago, they were saying how much they love the product. Right. And so the moderator w- went on. So and moderator went on. Well, how does that make you feel? Well, I'm really upset because you know I thought the dishes were done, and now they're not done, and I have to do them again, and it's going to and it's going to ruin my evening. And I never forget what she said. And the other women were getting more and more incensed, and, and, they, and it became like this like this Shark Tank. I mean, not like not like a TV show, but like a like a like a you know like a feeding frenzy of, of anger. Yeah. We were right. Five minutes ago, there was nothing. And so the woman said, "Well, then what? How does that? What, what do you want to do when that happens?" And the woman says, "Well, I just want to take all my dishes and throw them out the window." And I looked at my partner. I said, "Well, there's our commercial." So we went upstairs, and in ten minutes, we wrote a commercial where women were taking dishes out of the dishwashers, finding that they weren't clean, and the and the powder hadn't dissolved, and throwing them against the wall, and throwing them out the window. It was a little okay. This is the '80s, so it was a little bit overblown. We had opera music. It was this big, you know, dramatic thing, and it was very silly. Um, but it sold like crazy, and and we got, we won an Effie Award, which people don't know what that is. It's like a, for advertising effectiveness, because certainly wasn't the most creative idea in the world, but it was a very effective thing. And people, it was, became a banner year, banner thing for that product. And now, now, um, now all the other companies make a liquid for your dishwasher too. But but if it hadn't been, if we hadn't looked for the problem, which didn't seem to exist, that product might not exist now because there they really wasn't a reason for anyone to buy it. But we found a reason, like the one time it failed and, 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 and talked about that and everyone identified with it and we saw that, that we would be able to talk about that. So if you think you don't have a, a problem that you solve, look a little harder. Maybe you do because it really does help. Okay, so that's number one. So that's oh dear. Number two is good news. Good news. We have the answer. We understand your problem. Here's the problem that you have. Um, but good news, we have the solution. So this is where you talk about about um, what it's going to look like when you know when their problem is solved. And here's the and here's the here's your here's where you kind of sh- trot out your beautiful solution. And you know now now people again are looking for a reason to believe. They're not 100% sure 
they would love to have this 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 uh, you know this fantastic situation, but they're they're not sure that your stuff works. Uh, sounds too good to be true. Well, that's when you go to step three, which is here's why. This is where you can talk about here's why you can trust me. Here's why it works. Here's the process we use. Here are the here are some of the features that it has, which is how it can be so effective. Here's uh, the other million other people who have used it. Um, so it's a little bit like building a case in court. Here's what we want you to believe, and here's why you should believe it. Witnesses, like testimonials and things like that, that you call up and demonstrations before and after pictures. Um, um, you know, so again, you might lead, you might move these things around depending on the kind of evidence you have. I mean, if you have a killer before and after picture, you might put that at the top. But that's, but it's, but not everybody has that. So, so that's why I put this down at step at step three. Right. Um, and um, and actually, we're going to be offering uh, your listeners a um, a special gift from from me uh, uh, that's all about how to create your here's why, all about how to create this credibility piece in your copy. Because a lot of folks are just starting out um, and don't necessarily have facts or success stories or or case studies or things like that that you can use in the here's why section in order to bolster your credibility and get people to, to trust you online. Um, so there, there, I did an audio that's all about that that, um, that I want to give your guys um, access to, and you'll talk about that, I guess, at the end. Um, but, um, but, the, but So that's the here's why section. So you've got, oh, dear, good news, here's why, and then step four is that's right. That's right is basically where you recap. You know, yes, you can really believe this. We understand your problem. You can have all this great stuff. It's going to do all these things. You get this and this and this and this and that. And and you probably at this point say how much it is, you know. And now that you've demonstrated all this value, now you give a price. Um, and, and but you've already demonstrated the value and basically made them understand how much it's worth, how much it's costing them not to have it, how much it's worth for them to have it. And now when you come in with your price, it should seem like a bargain, you know, compared to what they're getting, compared to the problem that they're solving, the value that they're getting. And then step number five is, but wait, there's more. Okay, this is where you. This is where the direct marketing part comes in. Um, the direct marketing part is like, okay, now man, now it's like a bonus. You know, we'll double your offer. You see this on infomercials all the time. In fact, this whole thing, if you watch infomercials or home shopping networks and things like that, you will see this formula following over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh dear, good news. Here's why. That's right. But wait, there's more. You get if you order right now, you get free shipping. But wait, there's more. We'll double your offer. Even though, why would anybody need two sets of Kinsey knives? I don't know, but we'll double your offer. Okay, twice as much. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that one, considering they're supposed to last forever and you know never get dull and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess you give, give, give one to your give another set to a friend or something. Yeah, I don't know, it but it's basically like if you thought it was a good price before, now it's basically we're cutting it in half because we're giving you two of them. Um, right. I, that's not something that you should necessarily do, but you can see. I mean, in fact, if you watch infomercials, it's a really it's just next time you watch. Next time you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep, watch one of these things to really, um, even the ones that last for 30 minutes, they do the same arguments over and over and over again for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, oh, no, you've got, you, know, you're, you're, you, you need to lose 50 pounds before your wedding, and, and, and you've tried this, and you've tried that, and nothing works, and, and your clothes don't fit, and, and you feel like a failure. And it's, and, you know, but good news, it's not your fault. It's your metabolism, and we've got the answer. You know, or something, and then and here, you know, it's 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 our great supplement that does this and this and that. And here's why it works. Here's all our statistics. Here's all our case studies. Here's our before and after pictures. Here's somebody coming on camera saying, "Oh my God, my life has changed since I started using you know product X." 
Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and then, you know, and, and you get, and we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that, we're going to give you um, online support, and we're going to give you, you know, auto delivery and whatever, and it's only X number of dollars a month. But wait, there's more. You will also send you uh, an extra bottle of this other thing that's that that you probably want to because you're fat. And you need this. Pro- you need to. You need to lose weight. So this other thing. I mean, you know. So I mean, I'm just making. I'm making. I'm being silly to make a point. But you see, you've seen this a hundred times. And this. And but this format, as crude as it sounds, is something that anybody can follow, or or take a piece of it. So right. it, it's a really. It's a really. You know. So so for a landing page. It's really you're not giving the whole thing because you want people to uh, to have curiosity enough to give you an email in term and get, in order for, to get the, the 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 good news and here's why information. You know, do you have this problem? You know, we've got seven secrets how to solve it. Really? Yeah. But all we we want your we'll give it to you for free, but we want your name and email. Okay. So you've just converted. That's like you've just kind of made a sale. And you know, because it's free, they're not. They don't need to know your here's why yet. They're paying to. They're paying their name and email to get your here's why. You know, so so you're just you're just taking that part of it to do that part of it. When you're in your elevator speech, you know, it's kind of like you know, you know how people have this problem. Well, I'm a blankety blank. You know, I I do I do this. I solve this problem in these ways because I use this a special process. Um, and um, you know, and I'd love to, to talk to you more about it. Uh, just, just you know, see me after the break, and I'll we can sign up for you can sign up for a free session, or I'll give you a estimate. You know, right away, uh, it's kind of sort of contained in that in that elevator speech. Um, so, so, so you can see how, and you know, there are a lot of different ways to add value with bonuses and things like that. So it's it's it, the the great news about this is that people who have difficulty coming writing down writing their sales copy, you can decide. Just like if you're working on a screenplay and you were stuck on one scene, you could go. That's one of the things I like to do in my spare time: write screenplays. So you, if you're stuck on the on the love scene, you don't have to. You can put that aside for a while and then go work on the on the action scene. So it's the same thing here. If you're stuck on the on on your bullet points or benefits or in the here's why section, you can go. Well, you know, um, I don't really feel like working on that right now. Um, I'll go work on the on the top and really dimensionalize the problem more. And then maybe when I come back to this other section, I'll know more what to say. You know, so it's so you can kind of take it in pieces and then put it together. So I, I always recommend that people brainstorm each one of these sections and, and 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 create a lot more content than they actually need, and then go and pick and choose the best and put together the best uh, the best pieces to make the best argument. Right, I love that. That formula makes it so easy because then you just you basically just you know start with the template of okay, here's the five steps. Now I need to fill in the blanks, and then from there. You just take the best of the best and flush it all out, which is awesome. Right, I, and I'm going to yeah. start using this definitely. Yeah, like in terms of style, I mean, I, I, this doesn't talk about the writing style of what I've just said, but you can look at other successful. Um, this is where you don't copy, but you can model mm-hmm. other successful, um, you know, techniques that people have used, and you can see you'll you'll notice again many many patterns. Be, there are different kinds of headlines that are uh, that are effective. Um, some of them make promises. Some of them start to, start to tell a story. Some of them do different things. But they're all, you know, their 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 job is always just to create curiosity and get you into the get you into the story. But a lot of the time, you will see sales letters that start like this. Uh, does this sound like you? And then it has a bunch of like bullets that say, you know, you have this problem which causes this and this and that. You've tried this and this and that, and it hasn't worked. Um, you know, it goes it, and it goes. It makes like goes like five or six or seven of these kinds of points, and it's like you know, guess what? You're not alone. Every lot of people have this problem, but good news, we have the solution. Here it is. 
You know, you'll see this over and over again. And um, the good news for everyone here is that unlike my uh, my, my my job in advertising, and here's where here's where we really differ, um, your job is not to be original or clever. Okay, you're not your job is not to win any advertising awards or or show everybody how smart you are with your copy. Mm-hmm. You, the only job of your copy is to sell your product and get is to get people interested in your in you and 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 and, and, and get to get them to believe that you that your product works or your service works, and 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 sell sell your product. It's not to um, to be uh, to have the most original idea or to go to uh, to the Clio's or the Cannes Lion Awards and, and and come home with a statue. That was my you know that was one of my objectives. You know when I was working in the business, and that was all of our creative objectives. And the agency too. The agency wanted to win awards, so we had those extra that extra kind of pressure of, um, you know, is it going to be uh, a, a commercial that or you know, advertising that people are going to be talking about? Now that that's not to say that you shouldn't be looking at other kind of ninja marketing tactics that people will talk about. I mean, a, vir- a viral video is great. You know, if you if if you come up with something that people share, that's terrific. There's nothing wrong with that, but in your sales copy, you know that's not you're not trying to uh, to to you know just entertain people or 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 get or make some kind of a splash. It's a, it's an extra added bonus after you've already you know gotten a sales message that's really nailed. Then if you can kind of present it in a way that gets people talking, especially in the days of social media, that's that could be a big value add for you if you get other people to share your sales message. But it's not all it's not about um, trying to look or act different. So my point is, it's okay and actually smart to model your style, not necessarily style, but to model some things after, some, some technical things after what you might see um, successful people doing. Um, because it's, you know, if stuff works, why reinvent the wheel? That's, I mean, it, that goes a little bit against what we said at the beginning about, about not being, like, doing the kind of cheesy advertising stuff. But, you know, you mentioned mm-hmm. Dan Kennedy. I don't happen right. to love Dan Kennedy as a guy, um, you know, and a lot of people don't. He's abrasive and he knows that. Um, but, but uh, you know, a lot of his principles do work, and you can adapt them to your own, you know, to, to what you're comfortable with. It's, it's smart to study, to study successful people. Um, right. and, then, and then use what you want and, and not use what you don't want. Yeah. Well, and... It- you know, with with Dan, it is so funny because he's known as Grumpy Old Dan. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people, he's very abrasive. He's very in your face. And, and he's he's not always a pleasant person to be around. Right. But usually he's right. You know, mm-hmm. he's very blunt and he's got a lot of experience. And it's I can't, can't even add up everything that I've learned from him. I mean, it's just crazy. And, and you know, he, he's gotten his money's worth out of it, too. So... Mm-hmm. Um, this is this has been some really awesome stuff. Now I got I got a couple more real quick questions because I know we're we shot for about forty five minutes with the plan. We're we're about five minutes over, which of course it's my show, so we can go as long as we want with it. <laughs> but we we definitely want to want to do a couple more quick takeaways on here. The the formula five step formula was awesome. I love that. I think that is going to be that's something that I'm definitely going to be implementing right away. So everybody listening, you guys need to start paying attention to this. But I do know that there's going to be some people out there that are just going to say, I still don't care. I don't want to do it. I want to find a copywriter. What's, what are the things that people should be looking for if they're going to hire a copywriter? Well, I mean, first of all, it, it helps to, to actually speak to the person. I mean, if you're going to go on Elance or something like that uh, and to find people, you, you must know that in many cases there are, there are some talented people who, who, who are not you know, who are reasonably priced, but really you get, you get what you pay for, I think, in this business. And, and a lot of, you know, experience counts. Um, you, it helps a lot to be 
um, to be very clear yourself on what it is that your, your USP is and what unique selling proposition and what it is you're selling. But some copywriters, like me, for example, are, are experts at helping you figure out what that is if you don't already know it or helping you articulate you know, certain things about your business that maybe you hadn't seen before. So you, know, you need to see if do you need somebody who is, you, you already have your sales message kind of locked and loaded. You know already what your main benefits are, who your target market is, um, all that kind of stuff. If you really know that stuff and you know it like in spades, then you can go to um, you know, any uh, you know, well-regarded copywriter. Uh, you know, I would look for referrals from people um, also, and also make sure that they that they've written you know the kind of copy that you need. So, if, so don't go to somebody who was like me before I began to start the direct marketing, who's never written uh, you know a sales page if, if that's what you want. And they say they're a copywriter, but there are a lot of copywriters out there who only write white papers or mm-hmm. who only write um, you know uh, advertising like I did before. So it's it's a it covers a very broad swath of things. So check them out and see what kind of stuff they've done. If it's, if it's something, they don't have to be written on the exact same subject, um, although some people do specialize in certain topics. But, but they, it, they do have the right to, to, be, to be, uh, have written kind of, demonstrate that they've been able to do the same kind of form as what it is that you're looking for. But if you need somebody who is, um, mo- many copywriters will not really help you figure a lot of stuff out. They're, they're going to want you to basically tell them, okay, here's who I'm talking to. Here's what their problems are. Here's what my bullet points are. Here's the benefit. Here's what, I'm, here's what my offer is. Now just make it nice. You know, and then you just give them all the information and they go off and write something, which may or may not be you know, your style, but if you've seen some samples that they've written before, you'll, you'll have a pretty good idea of what they're going to come away with. Most of my clients who come to me are, uh, you know, they, they come two ways. Some of them are very experienced people who do come to me with all that stuff already locked and loaded. They're very experienced. They, they sell high-ticket items, and, they, and you know, they trust me to basically just take what they've given them and run with it. Other people come to me with um, saying, well, I need a website, or I need a sales page, or I need this, and, and I start talking to them, and it's very clear early on that they really haven't done that work of understanding their clients or customers. And so I help them with that before, and a lot of times people come to me asking for, for, for copywriting and they're really not ready for something to be written yet. They, mm-hmm. need to, they need to have that conversation. So you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself where you're at. Are you really ready? Um, to, to, are you ready to get, to get copy written or do you need somebody who's more of a consultant also who's going to help you um, sort of flesh out your message? Um, because some folks are really just they're very just kind of um, um, technicians, and they just you know they're basically just kind of like you know pizza delivery. You show up and you give them your you know your information, and then they come back to you with a sales page. That's that's you know so it's it's it, you need to know where you're at. Right. Um, ask your friends. Um, I get most of my um, my clients that I, I don't do as much copywriting anymore. I've moved more into consulting and training other people how to do their own writing. But the, most of the copywriting clients that I get uh, are now comes from referrals from people I've worked with who have been very happy, and they you know their friends have said, "Oh my God, that you know I love that sales page who did it," and then they 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 come to me that way. So if, you know if someone's recommended, that's always a good sign. Very cool, and that that's really good stuff to do. I mean, definitely find referrals from somebody who's had experience with them before, and just look at their examples. Look at some of the stuff that they've done, because I I know when I've I mean I've got a couple of copywriting friends, and they're the people that I've referred out to because of the fact that I know their work, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I've got to know them was I knew their work. A lot of times they they actually were clients of other clients of mine and things like right. that. So, so yeah, I mean, check their work and, and definitely, you know, make sure that they, like you said, make sure that they, they know how to write the type of 
piece that you're looking for because I know I've seen a lot of people that are they call themselves copywriters but they're more like technical writers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're well, I mean, and they're not lying. But to them, they to, in their little in their sphere, they are called copywriters. But it just right. because they're called a copywriter doesn't mean that they're good at, going to be good at what you're doing. And right. and I'm going to going to zen them from before. Um, I said you get what you pay for. That is is often true. And I mean, like I'm you know I'm I'm not the most expensive out there. I'm also not definitely not the cheapest. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the quality that you're going to get is going to depend on the quality of the information that you give them. So, right. so you may be going to some high-priced copywriter who really isn't interested in sitting with you and um, and um, and working out your message with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they they they're just used to sitting down and just doing the job. So if you show up without, you know, and don't give them, um, you know, good material, it's kind of garbage in, garbage out. They can't create your business for you if you're not clear about what your business is or what you're selling or why it's good. Um, they can help maybe romance some of it if you've already got some stuff like that, give them something to work with. But if you don't, if, it doesn't really matter if you pay somebody, you know, $15,000 to write you a sales page. That's not what I charge, but it, it just as, a, as, a, as an aside. It doesn't, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't even matter if you give somebody that much money to write a sales page. It's, it doesn't matter how good a writer they are if you don't give them um, something to work with. In terms of understanding those five steps of your in your on your own, you don't have to be the most best writer to actually fill in those blanks. What is your oh dear? What is your good news? What are right. these things? If you if you come to a copywriter with those things figured out, not beautifully written, just like okay, here's what the problem is, here's why, here's what we've got, and why it's good, and all the reasons why you all the evidence you can you, supporting evidence you can provide. Here's the here are all the things we're going to be adding on to offer to make sweeten up the offer. Now I can take that and go, great, that's like you're 90% of the way there. Now I can take that and, and, and make it great. You know, but if you come to me and say, I, I need a sales page and I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm like, okay. You know, um, yeah, I help people get from where they are to where they want to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm, yep. I'm lost, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's I would, so that's, it does, my, my point is that you can't not buy, you can, you can buy help. With that, with that, from this, from certain kinds of people who are willing to work with you, like I do, to help you massage, to help you kind of, fl- you know, kind of tease out what that might be. Um, but don't expect to throw a lot of money at somebody and have them just like magically figure, figure out, you know, uh, like sort of create a business out of thin air for you. Right. You, know, you have to do right. some work on your own. Imagine Good. if you and- hire someone. And I and I appreciate you putting that out there because that is such an important thing, and I run into to people all the time that they think they can be just a hundred percent hands off, and they really can't. It's it's your product, it's your business. You've got to have that core message together first. Right, right, and you cannot buy that. You, you, yeah. It has to be you. Um, exactly. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end here. So, you know, you mentioned earlier that you have a, a freebie that you wanted to give to everybody. And you and I talked about this before we did the show. So um, talk about what what is it that you're going to be giving to everybody? Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to have you get the link, though, because I've already forgotten how to say it. Yeah. No but, problem. Um, it, it is, um, it's an audio that I did um, a, a while back because I have a lot of clients who are new entrepreneurs. Now, they may not be new um, to, to working. They may have had corporate jobs before whatever, but they just, they've only recently gotten started in the business that they're in now. And so when I tell them, you know, uh, this is, oh, dear, good news, here's why, that's right, and, and here's why you've got... Um, here's where you put testimonials, here's where you put your success stories, here's where you put your statistics and, and all kinds of stuff, they'll come to me and say, but I don't have any case studies. I don't have any success stories. I, you know, I, how am I going to you know, kind of create this credibility that I need to get people 
to believe me when I tell them my copy that I've got the solution to their problem. And I'm like, well, um, I so I, I did a an audio called I think it was called What to Say to Make Them Pay, <laughs> you know, how to create rock solid uh, credibility in your in your copy. And so that's it's an audio. I think it's about 90 minutes long, and it, it gives you a bunch of sort of ninja tick trip ninja tricks and tips. <laughs> Um, that I, uh, some of which I learned, uh, you know, in my days on Madison Avenue about how advertisers um, will kind of um, not, not some of the, some of them are a little bit sneaky, but but they're not illegal and they're not they're not they're not uh, they're not even wrong. But there's some it's, it's amazing how uh, uh, advertisers get you to trust them um, without and, and it kind of just goes right into your subconscious without you're really questioning it. But when you think about it, um, it's it's like, well, wait a minute. That you know, I it it doesn't. It's not. You don't necessarily need to have uh, you know a celebrity endorsement in order to be able to kind of borrow the um, the credibility from a famous person, for example, or from a statistic that isn't even yours. You're not lying, but you're just presenting things in a certain way um, that that help you beef up that kind of evidence section of your copy. Because remember, people aren't really uh, checking out your evidence, your your here's why, in order to do fact checking. They're looking for reasons to believe something that they want to believe already. So if you can, so, so so in this audio, I give a bunch of different things that will help even someone who's just getting started um, fill in those blanks uh, and and have enough uh, uh, create enough trust in their copy. To um, to get people over the hump to buy, as long as the other stuff is strong enough. Um, so um, so it's uh, so. Are you going to give that link? Yeah, yeah. Now, so this program is how to write copy for instant trust in you and your services. I'm actually at the page right now, mm-hmm. and this is I, I'm going to be downloading this right now because you and I just. You know, full disclosure, right before the show, we had the conversation, and I said it'd be really cool if you gave something away, and you said, well, this is something we could do, and I said that would be awesome. So I haven't seen it yet, but as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to download it listen to it myself. But here's the link for it. It's ymurocks.com slash trust. Once again, ymurocks.com slash trust. And that is, I'm going to be listening to this. I'm going to be using it because it's always a, I am always out for trying to make my own copy better. I don't qualify myself as a copywriter by any means, but I do write my own copy. I do pretty good with it, but I'm always looking to make myself better. So I'm definitely going to be downloading it right away. And Lisa, thank you so much for giving this to everybody because I know that that's very and for especially for somebody who's just starting out or on a limited budget to not necessarily be able to afford somebody else, having those basic skills is mm-hmm. a critical thing. And I can honestly say that that your copywriting is probably one of, if not the most important part of any of your marketing because if the copy sucks, it's not going to sell. I mean, it's just right. plain and simple. It doesn't matter how pretty the website is. If, it, if what it says is awful, people still won't believe you. Right, I'm sure you've seen this a million times. Two people, when you were a web designer, people came to you and said, "We'll make me a website," and they're just they're flabbergasted when they realize that you're not going to create the content for them. Oh yeah, you know? they they think, "Okay, I've got a website now, but uh, you know, aren't you going to write what's in it?" It's like, "Well, no, you need you need to get somebody to do that. Or you need to do that." Whoa, I don't know how to do that. I thought you were going to do that. It's like, no, um, it's so. So I think people think, you know, they go to a web designer and they think that they're going to the web designer is going to sort of create a business for them or create copy for them, and they don't. They don't do it. It's it's right. like a, yeah. So it's the same thing with me. People come to me and they then they say, well, aren't you going to put this on the internet now? It's like, well, that's <laughs> not that's not what I do. Right. I to go see Eli or somebody else, you know, uh, to do that. Um, so it's yeah. So a, webs- a website is not is not copy. 
you right. know, until you until you create it. So right, awesome, awesome stuff. So everybody, get out there and download that. Now I have one question, one last question that I'm going to ask you as we wrap things up here, because I always ask everybody this, based on everything that we talked about today. If there's one action step that you would recommend our listeners to get out there and do right away, what would that be? One action step. I would. Um, my, my, I guess I have to go back to the thing we were beating before. My one action step would be to sit down with your business and your offer or whatever your product or service and really sit down and, and see and, and, and pretend to be your prospect and, and, and think, what, would I, what, is my, what are they experiencing that my, that my product or service could solve? And what, what are all of the, uh, the, the, the ancillary you know, uh, problems and desires and needs that are around all that that you know, basically be the Go on the therapist's couch as your prospect and complain about the the or, or dream about what it is that you would, would you would love to have that, that your product or service solves, and turn on um, a voice recorder on your iPhone or whatever and just 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 riff, and you will you will be surprised. I mean, you can also people say survey your audience and stuff like that. You you may know a lot about this stuff already. I love to play act um, the the person that I'm selling to, and um, and it, it's it's magic. You'll see, and and then you can use a lot of that in your copy, and it'll help you get started, and take the take and take the um, the focus off of you and all of and keep you from from talking too much about yourself. Right. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. You shared a ton of great information today, and for everybody listening. Copywriting is so, so critical, and the great thing is it's not necessarily that hard. I mean, there, it's definitely a skill, but just getting the basics down, it gets you started, and the great thing is that you can always do something to get out on your own to start with, and if you, got, if you don't have the budget right now, do it on your own, learn these basic skills, and then hire somebody to make it better for you. Mm-hmm. It's not something you have to do right away, but get out there copywriting is so so critical i know that it's it's an amazing tool and it it is what will make a difference in your sales so with that lisa thank you much so much for joining us it was a pleasure having you on board today well thanks a lot eli it was great all right we're going to wrap everything up and get everybody get out there have an amazing rock star week as always and of course we'll see you on the next episode take care Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.